It's the Tiltcast, episode 557, 90 Nug Thug. And this week, guys, we talk Armor Core. We got that chicken. Baldur's Gate 3. That last day. And Warhammer 40k Dark Tide, along with a bunch of news. Stay tuned. It's a spicy chicken nugget. Yeah. Yeah, buddy. <laughs> it is the Tiltcast. For the second time in a week. For the second time in three days. Yeah. It is August 26th at 1.19 p.m. at a balmy 95 degrees. It's it's not triple digits, though. It's not triple digits at all. It's uh, it's an M-rated show. I'm Nas. I'm Jason. I am Rusty. And with just the three of us, you're going to get about 30 minutes of bullshit. Shit. Some, oh, some games, some news. Um, mostly more news than games. It's been a weird week because, well, as you you heard, we did a little bit of an anniversary show a little bit early, right? Yeah, we did figure out that we are 14 years in the podcast business. Holy shit! Um, as of September 30th, holy fucking shit! So Trent was uh, it's a enumerated show. By yeah, the way. <laughs> Trent was here last week. Um, yeah, and here two days ago to record a show with us. It was a very long show. It was fun, man. It, it was, was very fun. fun. Yeah. It was uh, having them around the fucking, you know, the uh, the table there for the first, you know, for the for yeah, first time in a long time. First time in a couple years. Prior to that, I would say that Trent's been on, I don't know, two fifths of all the shows up through about episode two hundred or so is when he stepped away. Yeah. But he does help me out a lot on the back end, um, has a lot of other things going on with music, et cetera. So it is a lot of ask for him to be a part of the show nowadays. Yeah, but he loves doing it. Yeah, I can tell. Yeah. Our show went from an hour and a half to three hours. Yeah. Well, I mean, yeah. it would have gone on for longer if you hadn't fucking cut us off, too. Well, we were coming up on midnight. Um, Jason had been up since five. I had gotten up at like seven after staying up till one playing dark tide with you rusty yeah and uh had to get that brisket going starting to fade really hard yeah me and you were i think trent could have stayed up till like four in the morning and i could have too after the last dab i was perfectly fine man so speaking of that we did last dab on the last podcast oh yeah um i was okay the next morning it really didn't affect me that much there wasn't a lot of volume of heat so i think i was okay yeah it was fine like i mean we only did like well two chips right so yeah but two chips is i mean that's more than most people can handle it was it was a disappointment because trent had this grand plan he'd gotten this salsa from the farmer's market that was habanero and pineapple pineapple is weird it's a very it was very weird i hate pineapple I'm not a big fan either. I fucking hate it. But there was a hint of spice. It was supposed to be very hot. There was literally just a hint of spice. It was not. He was extremely disappointed. He was. He was like, uh, he put the fucking top back on it. And he's like, you know what? I'm done with this shit. The hot challenge thing has been a thing with me and Trent for a long time. Mm-hmm. As we've progressively gotten hotter and hotter there's a point so casey's been on the show a few times you'd really have had to listen to everything we've ever done to know casey yeah um there was a time that he got some vodka and infused it with ghost peppers i remember this and the problem with it is a it was alcohol yep 
And B, it just, the heat just stayed with you. Oh my God, was that fucking fire. I think he brought it over to uh, uh, to Jason's place during one of his you know rare pool parties. Yeah, we did it once at my apartment, which again, more than 10 years ago. Right. And then once at Jason's place. And that vodka did not go fast because we were mm. just taking shots of ghost pepper infused vodka. And oh my God. It was bad, Oh dude. my God. It just... Uh-oh. It absorbed all of the oils. Oh, yeah. I mean, if you really wanted to fire, uh, shoot fireballs out your asshole, that would definitely do it. Yeah, the hangover the next day was rough. Oh, yeah. Like, uh, it, that was probably one of the most unpleasant hot experiences I've had, honestly. And that was just a ghost pepper. That wasn't the last dab. That wasn't the one chip. The one chip challenge is kind of a joke. Um, It's yeah. okay. It's super. It's a, it's incredibly dry, and I think that's part of the problem. The chips always taste stale. That's. I think that's the point. <laughs> it tastes like ass, so that you don't do it more than once. Well, it doesn't taste good, and it's supposed to be super hot. And hey, yes, it is hot, but there's literally like they could at least give you like a fresh make the do something to make the chips fresher because the chip is never fresh. And this is from somebody who's done the one chip challenge probably about 20 times. Everybody's, you know, it's one of those things because, you know, you can get it pretty easily. I, I guess you just order them online. Yeah, or, you, can, you can order them on uh, on Amazon these days. and uh, It's like $5 for a damn chip. It's, well, depends on, I guess it's, it depends on the packaging. Like if you get the one that's, if you get a... Uh, the one chip challenge, I think it's like ten bucks on Amazon. I don't know. Honestly, when it comes to the heat challenges, the the harder heat challenges for me is volume of heat than it is a single instance of heat. So, like when we get a like last dab, if we'd taken last dab and I dipped chips on it all night, I think I would have had a lot more problem. But like having a dab of last dab, like on a chicken wing or on a few chips, is not really that bad. And the same thing goes for like Thai food. Because we got onto that tangent, right? Yeah. Yeah. A high volume of very hot Thai food is a lot to handle later. Um, a high volume of any really spicy food is a lot to handle. So, like, if there was, if you asked me to eat like a handful of less, you know, one chip challenges, right? We called it like the twenty chip challenge. My stomach would have issues because it's a lot of capsaicin to deal with. It is. It is. Um, but anywho, Jason has his own stomach issues, so he will never get to. Uh, Enjoy this without just wrecking himself. And that's that. Yeah, there's no um, talking around that. That that is extremely true. Though um, no, I did do the pineapple salsa, and I was like, "Yeah, I I didn't even feel it for like two minutes, and then it was like barely a tickle in the back of my throat." No, there wasn't anything there. Um, the last few days though, we've been just hanging out, right? Something we haven't really got to do in a very long time. Jason, you were kid free for most of a day. Um, yep. how did that treat you? Oh, that was great. That was great. I got home last night feeling great. Yeah. We jumped in the pool. We had some drinks. It was great, man. Uh, hey, great. We're going to use the word great a couple more times. Yeah. I mean, it's very great. Being able to just, like, sit there and play 
fucking dark tide all fucking day. Dark tide. Without any interruption was was awesome. Yeah, and we got you like to level 17 in a single day. Yeah. From 10. And those I mean, I went from 10 to 13 on one fucking mission. Yeah. Um and then after that, those last four levels, man. That that's what took all day. But Yeah, yeah, it, it was just, uh, yeah, the we were trying to get through, man, I'm seeing, I'm getting some weirdness going on right now. Um, yeah, we were trying to get uh, get you to uh, to Malice, or the uh, the third level, uh, so that we could have some challenge, but we got our uh, ship pushed in a couple more times. Yeah, but me and you, after Jason left, did get through, what, two or three? Two. Two. Yeah, we got two of them, yeah. It was, they were, they were intense and we got our ship pushed in a couple times on that. Yeah. It was, uh, it, I had looked online and said, Hey, what, what level should you, uh, start, uh, doing the, uh, the malice or the level three, uh, their tier three fucking difficulty. And it says you should start at level 10 and we're both at like level 20 going, how the fuck dude, how the fuck do you do this? Well, you stick together. Yeah, you stick together and you don't fucking take unnecessary challenges. I think what we got to get past is that the amount of wounds you can have is a thing. You know what I mean? Right, right. You, you know, it's, I guess. Yeah, you just have to be able to, yeah, you're going to go down, but you're going to need to get back up again. So, so you can go down like three or four different times and be fine, right? Well, three times before you're dead, dead. Right. I, I'm just being just being me. I'm hearing the uh, the my voice coming off of the wall over there, and that's what's happening. Nobody else is going to hear it. I don't I, even hear it. I hear it. It's bothering me. I'm I'm the audio guy. Remember, I'm going to be behind the uh, behind the blanket here. It'll be fine. I mean, you could uh, you could just turn the mic into the corner more. I could, but I could and just talk into the corner. I could just uh, eat the mic a little bit. That'd be all right. But we uh, we got through quite a bit of that. Like I think we're of the part of the opinion that Dark Tide's actually pretty decent. Yeah, and, and there's a lot to get better. Yeah, and there's a lot of progression options. Just like I was showing you guys, right? You've got that new army option that'll give you a great weapon that you can kind of upgrade on your own. So you can pick. Like I was wanting to, I flipped over to my Psyker from my sharpshooter because Jason had a sharpshooter, right? we just gotten to where I was about equal level with my sharpshooter and Psyker. And I was like, I really want a flame staff. So I had to figure out which one was the flame staff. And then I got a flame staff and then, then profit. Like it was, uh, it was fun. But like, it's just a good pick up and play game for us as a group because you can do a match in 20 minutes and we thought about doing Diablo, but I don't know why we just stuck on dark tide because Diablo sucks right now. Yeah. For the moment it does. Yeah. I mean, it, I wish it didn't, but it does. I mean, that was originally our plan and then they patched the shit out of it and broke it. 
Yeah, in my head, it was like, we're going to spend an hour researching builds to get our build right before we jump in and actually play. Me and Rusty had already been playing Dark Tide off and on all week, so it was kind of natural for us to just kind of dive back into it. But this week's gone really quick, right? Like, Rusty got here on Friday night. Saturday, we did a party thing. Sunday, we hung out a little bit. Monday, we hung out a little bit. And then next couple of days, you ended up having stuff to do. You got a migraine one day. Like, it just, this week has flown by. Like, in my little vacation has flown by so fast it was it was real bad uh man i got a that fucking migraine sucked it sucked it took a whole fucking day out of me uh well and i was gonna try to beat boulder's gate this week so like i got all the way through a big chunk of act three but i've still got quite a bit of act three to do so i need to i don't want to ruin the experience for me so i'm going to go through it at a natural pace but I've still got most of the story quests to finish. I finished Asterion's quest. I'm about literally at the end of Shadowheart's quest right now. So those aren't spoilers. They're two characters you get at the very beginning of the game. Um, same with with Gale. I'm pretty close. I still have Gale. Um, there is an easy way to get rid of Gale. Um, is but, there? Yeah, there real, really is a real easy way to get rid of him. Yeah. By accident. Yeah. Oh. Just not, just not save him. Well, there's. I don't want to. I don't want to. You know, there's that. But then your whole party will die in the game since game's over. No, no. I mean, if you don't save him from the very beginning, you just walk by him. You don't have to deal with him. That's true. Oh yeah, yeah. Because <laughs> he's trapped, huh? Yeah, he's trapped. He can't. I mean, he's 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 trapped in you know in the portal. So you. And, and then when when. Uh... When his eventual uber death does come, it'll be in the portal into absolute nothingness. Right. 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 I don't know. Just saying. There's not any amount of fiddling that you'll be able to do with that, Rusty. I'm trying. I, I'm sitting over here turning dials as we're as we're talking, just to be just to be right. I think I've gotten myself a little bit better, though. Yeah, it's, you're literally the only person that can hear it. I can, I, I, I hear it. I hear it a lot. So this is not um, my Go XLR. That being said, there is a little bit of extra stuff that um, I got a chance to dig into Armor Core to tell you what that is. Yeah, and Armor Core is very much a pick up and put down game, and I mean that in the best of ways. The missions are very short, like five minutes long. Uh, ten. Okay. Yeah, Ten, yeah. sometimes longer. So that engagement that I was getting my ass handed to me on was actually a longer engagement than what I showed you. Mm, okay. All right. It was like, I was trying to go up the walls and shoot down the artillery and like continue to progress my way through that battlefield. I had to get really tactical with that. Um, there's a That's a two-stage level. So here's what Armored Core is. Armored Core is a game where you have a mech. It's very story light. You're kind of thrown on Rubicon, which is, you know, it's called like Shadows of Rubicon or whatever. Fires. Fires, Fires. of Rubicon. The, the right. opposite of Shadows. Yeah, right up. Um, but yeah, so Fires of Rubicon, you're an unknown mercenary. You got to go get a license. So that's kind of like the intro to the game. And then there is a little bit of story being peppered throughout to kind of let you know what's going on. But a lot of it 
is progressing your way through the missions and scanning wrecks to get additional options for parts and replaying missions to get yourself to a place where you can have the parts you need to create the variants you want. And each of those little engagements are short, and then you can replay them for cash again and then get better levels. I don't know what the getting a better rank is does for you yet. Is it like the the, like, the very Japanese A B A through S A through S. Yeah, D through S rank. D through S. Okay, gotcha. Or maybe it's or F through S. Yeah. So I have I've gotten some A ranks on some of the missions. Um but yeah you can play them over again as many times as you want and you get paid every single time. So you can grind that away to get cash um to get yourself better parts to your mech. And then you unlock parts to your mech through both scanning wreckages, and you'll you'll know it because there'll be a little square that pops up when there's a scannable wreckage. To either give you story or give you, like, part of an unlock towards that frame type mm. um, in your store. Okay. Um, you start off with a really basic mech build of arms and legs and jets and missiles and a gun. And that very quickly progresses. So I've got a tetrapod set up, which is four legs. Mm-hmm. And what that does for me is it lets me hover. Yep. I um, remember that. Yep. So it lets you hover, which is really useful. I also unlocked the tank treads. The tank treads don't hover so well, but you can fire without much recoil. So like with a standard setup, say I fire a bazooka, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, There's yeah. a It slows me to a crawl. Like it stops and pushes me back. Same thing with the tetrapod. If I'm on the tank treads, I can just continue to roll on by with that. You can also drift with the tank treads, which sounds hilarious. That's awesome. But it gives you better strafing, but very little vertical. Um, So to get to the higher places, you have to find jump pads when you have tank treads. But the tetrapod's kind of like the best of both worlds because you can just hover and fly around and just rain death upon the enemy. Of course, it does stagger you a little bit when you shoot a grenade launcher or a bazooka or a sniper rifle or something with a lot of kick, but it does amazing. And so, like, my current setup is a tetrapod setup with kind of a tanky chest and tanky arms and really good jump jets. Um, I've got these called plasma missiles, so they shoot straight up, so the guys that have shields mm-hmm. goes over their shields and hits them from the top. Oh, that's... So, you've got javelins. Got it. Right. Um, I have used the sword quite a bit in certain setups, so I had like a reverse chicken leg setup, which gives me better jumps. Um, and I've used that dash in, jump over the enemy, and then come back and do like a backslash with my blade. Um, I did... Uh, so, one of the really longer fights that I did, one of the boss battles, it took me quite a few tries to figure out. I realized the whole front side was armored, but the top and the back was not, so I had to wait for him to charge me and try to hover over the top of him to shoot down, Oh, and then get behind and shoot him in the jets, basically. So you had to backstab him, and if you could backstab him, it was actually not that hard of a fight, but trying to strafe around him, he's got so much firepower from the front. And it's yeah. a tank tread mech, mech, so it has no ups, basically. Right. So you just have to you just so, have to outmaneuver out them. Right. And a lot of that game is outmaneuvering. Like, yes, everything auto-locks, but, like, shit has a projectile time. So, like, shooting a bazooka or something like that does have a travel time. So you have to account for some of that still with your aiming. But getting in solid line shots of the bazooka is just satisfying. Like, I did the one that I finally beat the one with the tank treads was not with my missiles, I guess, so there's another system. There's a stagger system, right? So the more punchy damage you do to something, 
the closer it's it staggers it down, which means it kind of slows it to a crawl. Right. And disables it for a second. When you do that, you get critical hits any with any hits after that. Ooh. So Ooh, using a bazooka nice. and then using a bunch of missiles will stagger something. And then you just shoot it. And in this case, the weak point was from the top or behind. And so I'd stagger it. And I tried to do it with a sword, but I could never get close enough. So I used a shotgun and a bazooka. And so I would use the shotgun and bazooka to just blast the fuck out of it from behind or from top. And I was also using the bazooka to kind of rocket jump because it'd keep me in the air longer every time uh, that I shot it. There you go. Yeah. So I was using that to stay in the air while I was shooting down with my shotgun on top of this thing with tank treads, which was pretty crazy. But it took me a while to get down to the maneuvering to get that right. Use the missiles anytime that I could, honestly. But um, it's a very fast-paced game. It's a very fun game. Um, it is hard in places. It just takes some rethinking of what your strategy is. Um, it'll punish your rank, your rank, if you're retrying something. But honestly, that only after you, you're only replaying it after you've beaten it, right? Right. So you don't get a lot of punishment for retrying something multiple times, like a little bit lesser payout. But all the rewards, like unlocks and whatever you get afterwards, um, is still there. Um, I've only got about five or so hours in the game right now. It's got some pretty long legs, or at least it feels like it. It's not Dark Souls, but it's a comparably difficult game. Dark Souls. But not... I don't think it's unfair. I know there's going to be some places in this game that's going to be like, this is fucked up. And there already has been some moments like that. Like I was like climbing on this huge thing that I had to shoot down that was walking through the desert and to blow off a leg. And then I had to use the leg as a ramp to get up to the top. And I had a very limited time limit to get up on top of the big frame of thing that I'm shooting. And it's Damn. like this big staged like boss battle thing. Um, the level design's pretty in incredible, honestly. It looks some... great. Like it plays great on your fucking I machine. I bet it plays on my Steam Deck, to be honest with you. I I don't know. I I can't wait to fucking like you know you know, fire this bitch up on uh on my machine. It's it looks fucking fantastic. It's it's a good change of place from playing so much RPG. True. Yeah, yeah. So it's a good palate cleanser, right? It's like a little bit of a dessert after been eating steak for days and days and days. Um which I love Baldur's Gate. Don't get me wrong. Like it's just a completely different type of game. I, you know, it's not nearly as story deep. It doesn't look as pretty as Baldur's Gate does, but as far as it, it knows what it is. And it's very focused on that objective of being a game about swapping out parts and finding unique ways to blow shit up, basically. Yep. It's, um, uh, it was, it's pretty neat. I, I like Armored Core 5 so far, but again, I'm only a few hours in and I haven't hit anything that's presented itself such a challenge that I wanted to throw my controller. Now, I know. I've read a little bit of stuff looking through Steam forums to just see what people are complaining about. Difficulty level some people are complaining about. Um, honestly, like, just grind to get better parts. Like, I had initially tried to just go, 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 like, mission to mission to mission. And when I hit my first boss battle, that like, real boss battle, not the intro boss battle, um, I realized that I was pretty undergeared because I couldn't get enough ups, if that makes sense. So I had to build a lighter mech so that I could climb faster. Um, because part of the challenge of that level on the first big boss battle is moving place to place to get to the places you need to shoot. Right. So I needed a very agile mech, so I retooled my mech to be very agile and just have two bazookas. That was my two bazookas and a one missile launcher was my weaponry and a shield. 
shield was to block the lasers that were shooting at me. Um, and then the faster jump jets and the faster frame meant that it moved a lot faster so that I could avoid the damage um, of the uh, ship because it's got some pretty damaging attacks. But honestly, they're not that hard to avoid once you kind of get it down. Uh, the hardest part is just getting on the ship on time after you blow the leg off. So like, like I said, it took me like four or five attempts to get right. And then I finally got it right. And now I feel pretty confident about doing it again. Yeah. Um, the same thing with this other boss battle. It, I probably spent 10 attempts just getting through the first stage of that. And then thinking the guy at the end was the final boss and it was not. No. That was just a mini boss. Of course. Because um, it's from soft. So it trolls you and I'm out of like health kits and everything else. It's like, fuck, what am I going to do? It's like progress. So I progress. I'm almost out of ammo. I didn't equip a blade on him. And I get to the boss and then it gives you a supply pod that re-ups all of your armor patches and all of your ammo. It's like, oh, I can do this. I just need to go fucking ham the first half so that I can make it to this point. And then once I get past this point, then I'll get to the boss. Uh, and then it lets you restart from that checkpoint. So at least like nine attempts later, right, I figured out it was shotgun and, and bazooka were my and no shield and just double vertical like salvo launchers to help stagger was my best friend. And then once I figured out the weak point is at the back, I stomped him. I stomped him in two minutes. Yeah, yeah. That's the thing about armored core is that normally if you are uh if you if you're used to like mech warrior and stuff, you can kind of like face build, build into a class. You know, like I like the heavy mech, you know, then this and she just kind of build around that class, right? You uh you end up getting, you know, teammates or NPCs that can do the backstabbing or the you know, or the scouting or the other stuff if you like to be the big chonker. With Armored Core, you don't do that. You have, you know, you basically collect all the parts, but each mission is going to challenge you to change up your parts a bit so that you can do different things it, in that mission. It, when you restart from Checkpoint, you can go in and retool your mech. So, yeah. which is actually pretty forgiving, right? Like, okay, I was into this boss battle. I got all the way here. I don't want to let up. Oh, well, I still got parts I can swap around. So let me swap around a few parts and figure this out, right? Like one of the things I swapped around was a, uh, it's called an FCS, which is your your lock-on control and mm -hmm. your aiming control. Yep. And I got one that was specifically for faster short-range targeting, which is exactly what I was doing. It was a lot slower on the missile lock, but I wasn't using the missile lock that often. And I had a single target. So I was essentially just trying to wiggle my way into a good position to backstab them anyway. So I was just firing missiles whenever they came up and whenever they were locked and then just wiggling my way into a good spot. Um, that game's just good. I'm just so far. It's so far. So good. I like it. I'm, I'm having, I'm going through, uh, uh, what I've been looking at online right now is just, um, um, like Armored Core One, the original uh, Armored Core and Armored Core Two, because those were uh, those were the games that I played back in you know the PlayStation era. Uh, I had I didn't play anything on PlayStation Two or anything later than that as far as Armored Core. So I'm like, I played the OG Armored Core, and now I'm going to go and play fucking Armored Core Five. And you know what I have you know for memories of Armored Core is like these fucking like. The mechs look like the original, like, 80s fucking Transformers in some places, you know? They're, like, fucking very blocky, but 
you know, PlayStation graphics, right? The old, the original PlayStation graphics was like, yeah, you know, it's not, it's not what we've got today. <laughs> but um, the, you know, I watched the first, uh, you know, what the first fifteen minutes and fucking the first mission or two of you playing this game, and I, I was, it's like, oh yeah, this is this is Armored Core. This is this is exactly what I'm, I'm going to sign up for. I just need to get back to my rig to play, and it's. Yeah, there's so much shit coming out, man. It's gonna be great. It's gonna be great. Hey. Well, did we play anything else this week? We played a lot of Vampire Survivors, right? Yeah. Well, I mean, Vampire Survivors is easy because if you're in a fucking hotel room and you've got very basically barely any fucking internet, eh, Vampire Survivors actually does you know does all right as long as you've got like you can uh, hot you know uh, you just hotspot your fucking phone so that you can log into xbox that's all you need so yeah i played some uh, vampire survivors because in in downtime between doing a bunch of shit why not right I it's mean, a yeah why not it's a it's a great game to fucking like you know oh i've got you know 15 20 minutes to you know to do a uh a, a hyper hurry run you know right let's just you know just go for it you know um but yeah i mean i i just i've been enjoying the fuck out of you know being here well not necessarily the weather because the weather can go fuck itself i want my uh my 70 degrees back i'm taking that back as soon as i get up there oh my god um but yeah it's been it's been nice to you know just come down hang out for you know for a while fucking play games with people you know spend you know spend some time cuddle with the dog over there because she missed the fuck out of me and uh like you know just hang out it's been great but yeah you know reality hits i'm gonna have to you know i'm gonna have uh, i'm gonna have to bring up uh bring the last dab to work my uh nobody there's gonna be able to do it yeah, well, I mean, the boss man did do the one chip challenge, and man, it was kind of funny because he would he had like massive hiccups afterwards, and he was down for the entire day. So I'll have to bring the one chip, or uh, not the one chip challenge, but I'll bring the fucking last dab. I'll get some, bring it into work, destroy somebody's day, because I survived it. If I could survive it, they can too, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Well, they're Michiganders. They are. They are Michiganders. There's just which there's means, no spice. Which which means that well, I'm technically a Michigander too, but I can I can handle myself, you know. Yeah, you, know, you lived in the South for a while. Well, I, I also have an appreciation for things that are you know not fucking like only savory or only bland. So you know, it's like give me some spice every once in a while, you know. Um, but we, we have a, we have a longstanding tradition there, uh, you know, at the, uh, at the workplace, uh, every so often we'll do a, uh, we'll do a challenge or two. One of the very first challenges that, you know, that we got, uh, that we were doing just after I started there was, uh, the boss wanted to see if I could survive what's called the big one. So we the went, big one, the big one. 
so uh we went to the uh the local mexican place and it's you know it, it's all right it's like not the best mexican in town uh it's just all right and it's uh and the big one is a four pound burrito um and this burrito is made with like the uh the, this is it's the most basic fucking burrito ever but it's just four pounds of it you know um it's a big one it's a big one right right so and the whole thing was you get your picture taken so that you could put on the big uh, on the big one uh, wall of fatties and uh and you get a hat that says uh uh that i survived the big one and uh yeah so we both you know the boss man took me there and we fucking you know we destroyed the big one while uh our co-worker was watching on in horror and uh got our pictures taken and 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 that was and that was that but i, I solidified hey. myself as a contender and what is this thing about a nugget challenge? Uh, yeah, so that's that's the thing. I got solidified as a as a contender. I I did not tap out. So uh, every year, apparently in in the department that I work in, they uh, they decide to do a, a nugget challenge, where they go and get as many fucking uh, you know McDonald's chicken nuggets as they possibly can. And uh, I have to order it like a day ahead of time so that they have time to, you know, make them for us. Right. And, uh, you know, they they all come back and, you know, a bunch of people from, you know, my, you know, my team and, you know, a couple people from, you know, the you know other parts of the company come in and eat as many fucking chicken nuggets as possible. Now, last year they bought like. 200 nuggets or something like that and this year they decided because i was a contender and there was an extra person around the table to up it to 300 well we all brought our a games and uh, we went through those 300 real quick so we sent the boss's son to mcdonald's uh you know like the owners of owner of the company's son who was interning for us is uh we we sent him to McDonald's to you know to get two hundred more, so we had like five hundred chicken nuggets. Well, I had gotten through sixty by the time the second you know uh, the second order was going through, and then uh, when when those got back, I got through another thirty. Out one, <laughs> <laughs> but I sat there and I ate ninety nuggets. 90 fucking chicken nuggets. Can you imagine sitting down and having that many chicken nuggets? It's, uh, I can just imagine the poops. I I can tell you right now, after the first 40, they all taste the same. Your, your, your tongue is coated with the same fucking, like, that, that taste. It doesn't go away. It didn't go away for an entire day. Everything tasted like chicken nugget. It was, it was honestly, it was pretty, it was pretty sickening. But I ended up with uh, with a new nickname. See around the office, they call me the ninety nug thug. <laughs> That's ridiculous. <laughs> <Not> thug. 
So, so yeah, the I, I have fun at, at, at my job, right? It's not just it's not just work. Sometimes, sometimes you end up with new nicknames. Every time I, yeah, but ninety dogs, man, is fucking crazy. Just wow. So I gotta, I gotta. I gotta bring the heat next time, so the the next the next challenge is gonna be a spice challenge, and I, I think I'm gonna win on the uh, on the last dab challenge. I mean, like I said, it's not ever. You know, heat is subjective, right? Like if you've grown if you've grown up with it, then that's a thing, and I I realize that, right? Yeah, but also, it's not that horrible. It, just don't eat the whole fucking bottle. Well. I mean, so it's gonna be it's gonna be this. It's gonna be a, uh, you know, the one chip challenge, topped with last dab. That's gonna be painful for the rest of your crew. That is gonna be probably like. That's probably gonna be that's gonna be noteworthy because the one chip challenge. Put my boss down for an entire day he couldn't do anything like he was he was in so much pain man it was he's like oh my stomach's all sour and stuff like sure i didn't there was only one chip and he had already called it so it's like he's i'm you know whatever but we're i'm gonna i think i'm gonna get the one chip challenge again whatever the new one is because you know they come out with a new one every year right and then I'll get some, na- and I'll get a bottle of last dab to, uh, you know, top it all off. The first, you know, the last person to tap out is the winner, because we will, we will tap out at some point, <laughs> you know. <laughs> but I think I got this one in the bag. I'll put some money on it. Yeah. Well, I don't. I don't. We can't. We can't put money on it. We can't put money on it. But. But we could probably come up with something. We could we could come up with something for sure. Something uh some some something that we can do or say or or, or or leave we'll leave that one up to the uh you know to the imagination. Yeah, 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 yeah. Going down. Well, I think <laughs> well uh you know, aside from that, I've still been playing a lot of Baldur's Gate. Like yesterday Dude. was Dark Tide, but I can't wait to get back to Baldur's Gate, man. It's like it, I put that, uh, I put it on pause for, uh, f- you know, for that, you know, for this week, and I, it's all I've been thinking about. Like, I want to get back to it so that I can continue that campaign. It's fucking great. I mean, I've got fifty hours. 51 hours so far into act one and you know there's a there there was a a tweet or something like that I, oh i'm sorry an x i'm not gonna call them tweets from now on anyway so I just call them a tweet everybody knows what, what you mean yeah exactly uh what do they call i, I don't know it's just a side tangent but um now i ever post the damn episode on there i don't ever engage with it right anyway um oh where was i going Oh yeah, the uh, uh, Larian was like, "There's a stupid amount of people still in Act One, and they're 50 hours in." And they just, they just said, "Move on, <laughs> continue the game, because there's more than just Act One." Uh, so there's lots of people 
who have put 50 hours plus into act one and you, know, you don't need to spend all that much time on there no because you still got act two and you got act three right i am one of and those I've, people and it is one of those things where you end up playing i'm gonna play another playthrough at some point maybe even this year so well, like there's just so much to do like you can't experience everything in a single playthrough because some People are only regrettable or regrettable, recruitable um, with certain styles of playthrough. Like I realized after like four attempts of trying to recruit a guy that I just had to kill him. Like there's no way around it. I was just going to end up killing him because of the choices and things that happened in Act 2. Uh, well, there's also uh, th these are things that I've learned too. like just basic stuff, right? You can save the grove or assault the grove at the very beginning. Right. And that's two different companions depending on what you do there. That is true. Yep, yep. You um, cannot recruit those two same companions in the same run. Yeah. So what I learned uh, is there are some things that happen that are specific to the amount of long rests that you do. So get some protein in your water there, buddy. Um. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, there's some uh, some companions that you uh, that you can lose out on, uh, or some quests that you can lose out on, depending on the amount of long rests that you take. So uh, it's you know it's recommended that you take you know you uh, you get as far as you possibly can without taking a long rest, uh, because there are some you know, just some things that just you know, you you can fail quests. Uh, you can watch people die. Um, there's uh, there's different fucking uh, outcomes to uh, you know uh, or different possibilities uh, in conversations, depending on how long you took to get there. Uh, so it's it's important that you uh, you do as much as you possibly can with you know with each individual day as you can uh, as you can um there was there was one dude that i was sent to kill that ended up dying from us from something else <laughs> i didn't have to fight him because he was already dead by the time i got to him um because i had taken one extra long rest uh you know to uh you know to get to him so it was nice. <laughs> I mean, but I lost, I missed out on a, uh, on a boss battle because, because of that, um, you know, and that meant that I missed out on the XP. And I think, I think he was, didn't have the same, uh, didn't have the same loot because he had died, uh, instead of me, you know, fighting him in combat, he had died without, you know, without having that stuff or his body had been looted by the time I got to it or whatever. I was going to say the XP thing doesn't matter as much as you think it does because you cap out at 12. Right. Yeah. And I'm at level 12 with big chunks of act three to still go through. Okay. So you don't <laughs> necessarily miss out on, on, you know, you don't get to, you get to max level before the end of the story anyway. So, yeah, I, like I said, I've got probably 12 quests left. Oh shit. Wow. And I have, I'm at, I've been at level 12 over the last three quests. I was at level 12. Five or six hours into Act Three, can wizards cast wish? I don't know. 
There's like nine thousand spells in this game. Okay, yeah, but there's there's a uh, there's a wish spell that you know that's insanely overpowered that you know DMs love to fuck with. They turn into into the wish master on most of those fucking wishes. Like, you know, if you could wish for one thing, I don't think that spells in the game. Okay, what to say? There's as a wizard, if you want to play a wizard, there's a lot of options, right? Because you can learn every spell that you want off any scroll. I guess still need to do that. It costs like a hundred gold a pop, usually fifty to a hundred gold. But like I've got several I probably still have two hundred scrolls in my inventory. I just haven't gone through Gail's my only wizard, so I haven't gone through and made him learn everything. Um and then I hold on to scrolls in case I'm in a spot where I run out of spells because, you know, I've just went through too many in an encounter. Um but I don't usually end up having to use them to be honest with you. Um, both if you rest appropriately like you end up with enough spell usages per encounter in most cases um that was just something i had to get used to is like short rest if i've still got spells left over and i want to stretch out my food a little bit and stretch out myself till the next time i go to sleep because just like you're saying different things happen after a long rest and so sometimes you want to not go crazy obsessive and rest after every single encounter. If you right. had a light encounter, you might as well just hit the short rest, get yep. your HP back, use a couple of potions and move on to the next encounter before you do it. But there's some that like, I'm in a really, really tough fight right now with mine where I wanted to make sure after I tried it that I got a long rest in before I did it. And then I realized there was no consequence in that long rest. So I'm okay with it. Now I'm fully replenished on everything I want to take into this encounter because it's really fucking tough. So. Wish is actually in the game. I wonder how they use it then. It's uh, the description for wish is duplicate an eighth level spell or lower without components. Or create an ef- uh, another effect at the uh, MD discretion. So I don't know what fucking MD means, but. Huh. I don't know, but wish is in the game. Wish is a spell that uh, that they can use to, uh, well, well, they used it very specifically, so you didn't overuse it. Well, wish is it's 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 dumb powerful. Like it's one of the it's one of the only spells that can do almost anything in the game. Right, and that's what I mean. They gave it very specific uses to reduplicate spells that you already had. Well, there I. From just from what I was reading, I kind of spoiled a little bit. I didn't. Okay, so I didn't get. I didn't catch the name. But if you disrespect a specific wizard, they'll wish your party dead, and it would be a game over scenario. <laughs> oh, <laughs> I know a wizard. Okay, so yeah. <laughs> but Baldur's Gate continues to surprise. It continues to be good. Um, there are some really big surprises in Act Three that are pretty interesting. Um, that you, there's no take backs. Probably one of those. <laughs> just live with it. I'm living with it right now. Um, okay. Just, it's gonna. One thing I will say about Act Three is it feels like you're like shuttled straight to the end of the game, though you're not, because you do meet some of the. I'll say this much without spoiling it. There's like several key people you have to encounter and resolve right in the game whether that means defeating with them siding with them helping them accomplish their own goals etc like you have that freedom in this game to do that you meet 
some of the last key people in the game in Act 3 very early on. And you have the option to try to defeat them or move on with the, the story. I think you basically could end the story almost at the beginning of Act 3 with huh. one of those characters. Okay. Because there are options for combat encounters. Oh. But I decided against it just to see what happened, and it made it infinitely more interesting. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, right. So, but I got into it, and it's like, is this already the end of the game? I'm a, there's no way this is the end of the game. There was no way it was the end of the game. There's okay. no, you got more. You got a lot more. You got, yeah, and you don't fuss over it. Like, I reloaded it a couple times. I did try the fight once. It's like, oh, fuck, this is hard. That wasn't what it was intended to. It's there in case you need, you decide that's what you want to go for. But I think you would use every scroll in your possession trying to get through that encounter. It would be ridiculous. So, anyways. Um, yeah. When you encounter key people in the story that you have to resolve their parts of the story in order to progress the game, maybe choose to progress the game over fight them. Okay. That's like a very generalized tip, but you'll know what I'm talking about. And they say some things that you should pay attention to because mm -hmm. it does affect some key things that change the game completely per playthrough. Damn. Very early on in Act 3. Okay. Damn. Being I very cryptic. Got there. Yeah, yeah, Act 3 is incredibly your... interesting. Like, you guys are selling yourself short, like, going through the tutorial level for 7,000 hours. <laughs> That's like, why they said just fucking, like, just get, you know, just get going. Because you've got to. You don't have to loot every single barrel in, yeah, yes, you do. in Act 1. Yes, you do. You're just going to get a lot of rotten food. Doesn't matter. It sells. For a gold apiece. Yes. You you get more stuff. What? Jason's just over there. like He's like, whatever. No. I am going to yeah, sell the rags. Sell the rags. Sell, the, sell them. Sell the rags. Sell all the books. Sell all the dead fish that are in your possession. All the rotten fish. Sell all the books. Every single copy of that book. Or just throw them at people. I, actually, I've just decided to load Carlack up with all of them, and I'm going to try throw throwing them. them at enemies. Throw the book at your enemies. But that being said, I think we ought to take a break. Should we? Yeah. Okay. We ought to move on. All right. All right, guys. We'll be back. All right. back oh boy oh boy oh boy oh yeah we kind of wanted to refresh ourselves on uh gamescom since it's actually going on right now for those of you who don't know me and jason will be at a music festival next weekend so we'll this is just how our show's going in the month of august um so that's uh that's what's going on but um that being said we did look at some trailers and went through a few things just to kind of refresh ourselves on what's currently going on right now. Um, there's actually a decent Lord of the Rings game, or it looks like a decent Lord of the Rings game coming out this year called uh, Return to Moria. It better be decent, holy fuck. Because Gollum was not. Yeah. Well, we... Uh, Gollum. We play a lot of dwarves games, right? Dwarves. Dwarves. Right. Dwarves. Dark Tide's not really dwarves. Vermintide's no. Dwarves. Um, what's the other Dwarves game we play? 
uh, fucking uh, Deep Rock Galactic, right? So it used to be Vermintide 2 or Deep Rock Galactic, so we just say Dwarves and Dwarves. Dwarves and Dwarves. Now it's Dwarves, Dwarves, and Dwarves. Dwarves, Dwarves, and Dwarves. So it also looks like it's a co-op build. It looks more on the building side of things. It does. Um, and lots of mining, which me and Rusty are into mining for some reason. I don't I was just what? It's it's just a dwarf thing to do. Right. So that's something that's coming out that looks interesting. What was that first one we were showing, Jason? Uh, the first one that you all were looking at is uh, Black Myth Wukong. Black, Black Myth Wukong. Now that, that's... Was it? Was it? I don't know. I can't remember. Oh yeah. Do I, oh, I have a GVD. All right. So Black Myth Wukong is like uh, uh, the you said Monkey Mon- King. Yeah, Monkey King mythology. So it was definitely fucking the the enemy types and you know and the uh, the enemy design was fucking spot on. Yeah, it had an interesting monster design. It kind of looked like a fast-paced Souls-like action game. Yeah, but it but also it had like, the fucking like the craziness that is uh, the Monkey King, which is like the expanding staff and the fucking like over-the-top you know uh, action shit. It looked like a lot of the game was focused around defense with getting the right hit at the key moment. Right. Yeah. It. I mean, which is even more Souls than Souls, honestly. Right. Well, I mean, I. I'm down for it. Like it looked good. Like that whole myth, you know, the the whole Monkey King mythology is, you know, you know, they could do so much better with it than they have, and I think this might be it. So, something else has happened. We've talked about it at length the last few days. Um, so Dark Tide's going through a complete overhaul of their skill system. To give everybody classes. So they spent 10 months reworking all the classes. And it's supposed to be revealed, I want to say, October 4th. So the the big leg up that you had with Vermintide, which I think a lot of people were disappointed with, is there are four classes per character. Right, exactly. Yeah, and that, and, I mean... It, and there's four classes, it. period, for Darktide. Right, exactly. So you can't... There's no variation, really. I mean, every, you know, every... Zealot has the same ability, right? It's you've got slight var- variations in the build, but the thing is, is you had all those variations on each build type, right? With um, Vermintide too, so there was like Berserker or the Defender. The dwarf, dwarf was like four different types of dwarf, right? Exactly, and yeah. there should be three or four different types of veteran. There should be three or four different types of zealot, right? Like, there's just not enough variety, right? And I think that would spice things up a lot for that game to just give you some of those extra options. And I'm looking forward to seeing these changes that come out here in the next six weeks or so to see what they do with the game. I mean, it gives them a bit more options, too. Like what they did with uh, with Vermintide is that they did, in fact, just add additional uh, classes that started with three. Yeah. And eventually got to four. And those were DLCs. And well, whether you like it or not, I mean, that does give you another option to monetize your game over uh, over but time. But it gives you con- it gives you actual content to have a different class, and you give it to you for ten bucks or something. Right. I, I would like to see, you know, and I've said this many times before. I'd, I'd like to see a uh, a you know, like a chaos wastes style, of, you know, uh, setup for uh, Dark Tide, because that was probably one of the funnest. Uh, 
you know game types that I've you know, that I've come across in Vermintide was just you go in there with your base, you know your your base weapons, and then you end up like powering those weapons up or getting completely different weapons as you go along, and you're just kind of stuck with it. So you can have good runs or you can have bad runs. Well, just to give you an example, right? So new skills affect Fat Shark Head Showed PC Gamer, which is where I pulled this story from. So a shield ability the Psyker can deploy further down the branch. This shield can be upgraded into a full coverage dome. A crowd-controlling Psyker branch lets you blast out psychic shards instead of brain bursting. So kind of like the whistle from uh, Guardians. Oh, nice. Um, go complete force lightning. The Ogren can now throw a big friendly rock instead of a grenade box. Um, with the <laughs> rock just going on cooldown. So no ammo for it. Oh, nice. Um, you can also get gigantic grenades as a second alternative. Oh, because there needs to be bigger booms. Yeah, it says Ogrens can now pick a taunt over upgrading their charge attack or big reload fire rate buff designed for mowing down hordes. Oh, yeah. Oh, so yeah. you guys can't see it, but like you can see that skill tree. Yeah, the skill tree is kind of nice. Um, so it looks like there's three types of classes or three. It's not complete. It looks like you can mix and match between classes. So you could have builds. For each of the characters. Which would be, that's even better than what it was for Vermintide, because you were kind of stuck with one kind of class. You had to, you know, level up the other classes if you wanted to play I could just go, like, kind of defensive Psyker plus crowd control. Right. Right. So I could do something like that. I protect against wards while we have somebody specialized straight for just having elite somebody, killing. Yeah, have somebody up, up front with a fucking, you know, power hammer just bashing heads in, dude. So, Darktide looks like it's continuing to get better. We obviously like it. I know not everybody does. It's been a lot of fun for us since I've already got almost 100 hours in it. Yeah, it's, I mean, yeah. What was that dinosaur game that we saw, Jason? Oh. It was... Oh. Um, it was uh, Death Ground? Death Ground, yeah. Death Ground. So, Death Ground looked interesting in the fact that it was it, it reminded me of uh like um uh, aliens isolation or uh you know uh, like a survival horror where you're like tracking movement it looked a lot like what you wanted to play from a jurassic park game like the original jurassic park yeah because you're not gonna overpower a fucking like you know a t-rex or a raptor you're gonna fucking try to run away from them fuckers and try to hide you know and they're theming it as a survival horror with dinosaurs, which I could get behind. Yeah. I mean, it's something. I, I don't know that we've had anything close to that since Dino Crisis, and that's been 20 years. Well, Dino Crisis, even even then, you were still, like, overpowering the dinosaurs. You were shooting the fucking dinosaurs. It didn't look like, I mean, I saw a gun in the trailer, but it was like a pistol, like a revolver. And, uh, and, and a lot of it was they they were using a motion tracker that was totally pulled straight from the aliens movie uh and the uh the hiding in the in the locker was you know straight from aliens isolation so it was or or fucking any other survival horror game like fucking um oh god what is that uh what is that fucking insane asylum one um insane asylum the the uh the, the camera uh uh fuck 
now Mount Marine is all fucked up now. Um, I did a second one too, and a third one. Yeah, and a third one. Uh, whatever. But anyway, it was. It's basically just you, you're you're hiding from the dinosaurs and trying to get past them to you know to escape. And of course, I did a big fucking T Rex because you need to have a T Rex. You gotta have a T Rex. Yeah, you can't just have a dinosaur game without a fucking T-Rex. Hey, floppy ears. How you doing? <laughs> but, yeah, so they showed a little bit more gameplay from Pacific Drive. That was the weird survival game that I was talking about. So it's a roguelike where you yeah. go to key locations to pick up supplies and then stuff for you to survive another day, basically. And then you go, you escape the apocalypse that's happening around you and get back to your safety spot, whatever that is this old like station wagon and you're continually modifying that station wagon with different abilities and things and it just looks neat yeah it looks like you're taking the station wagon you you know and you're doing the whole fucking like futuristic uh um you know delorean fucking just tacking shit onto the outside of it and fucking you know you know sci-fiing it out but it also is you know, it's in a weird, you know, like apocalyptic scenario. So you're trying to figure out what the fuck is going on, why shit is flying at you, why the fucking ground is exploding. You know, it's weird, and it's a different take on a uh, survival horror with you know with uh, you know with a lot of mystery behind it. So I'm down for it. I don't know. I'm I'm terrible at driving games, so well we'll see, but. I can't I can't fucking wait to give that a try. Yeah, I'm I'm excited for that. I know there's there was quite a few announcements and I think we cherry picked stuff that actually looked interesting or things that hadn't been previously announced because there were other things that were talked about, like there's more Liza P, right? There was a Starfield Live trailer that I kinda skipped by. There was a Fallout trailer, but it was like four seconds. It was, and it was screen captured by somebody's cell phone in the crowd. Right, because it was right at the end of the, uh, uh, looked like it was right at the end of the Starfield announcement. Yeah. Uh, and uh, the, uh, it was a, the, the live, you know, I guess it's, it's a show. It's a TV show on Prime uh, for Fallout. And uh, I, I noted a couple things from it. The power armor, they got it right. I think they got the, the look of that right. Uh, and the ghoul that they showed there was kind of odd looking, <laughs> but it's red skull odd looking, you know, the, you know, where they CGI'd the fucking nose out. Right. Um, oh, well, I mean, you can make an oversized mask, I guess. I guess you could, but you know, they, you know, they fucking just like, you know, green face painted that fucking nose off there and fucking like, you know, hey, now you've got a. Now you've got a, an extra flat fucking, like, nose, you know, nasal cavity right there. Um, I know there were other things, and I just can't remember off the top of my head. Jason, do you remember what else we went through? Uh, sorry if I missed it. Did you discuss Pacific Drive yet? Yeah, yeah, we did. Just now. Just now, yeah. Okay. Uh, uh, we looked at... Return to Moria. We, we to talked about that, too. Yep. Man. And Like a Dragon Gate. And ah, that's the one. That's the one. That's the one we missed. Like, Crystal came in the room, so I had my mic muted and was listening to her. So, oh, well, it shows you that you were listening to your wife. There you go, as you should. Yeah, the like a dragon, not like a dragon, Yakuza, whatever, Gaiden. 
Yeah, it was it was like a Dragon Gaiden. The uh, the uh, the man who erased his name or whatever the fuck it is is. It looked like so. Like a Dragon is the one off that I really like out of the Yakuza series, and I'll be honest, I haven't played any of the other ones. But it looked like a life simulator mixed with some really zany and off the wall combat that is extremely Japanese, and I'm here all for it. Like him, like Spider Manning off something with his fist. Like he had a rope tied around something or a grappling hook, like swinging into a crowd and then doing uppercuts and then like pulling his cigarette apart and shooting explosives, like all sorts of ridiculous bullshit. Right. But. Or flicking his cigarette behind him and having it fucking explode like a grenade. Yeah. Yeah. Or the weird drones that popped out that he had assisting him. Like, it looks ridiculous. And the flaming fists of anything, you know, like he was kicking people. it just it was it's over the top in all the different ways, all of, all all kinds of different ways. Yeah, it's uh, like like a dragon Gaiden, right? Is that right? Like a dragon yeah. Gaiden, like a dragon like Gaiden. Dragon Gaiden. Yeah, it's a lot of D's, <sighs> or whatever. Anyways, a lot of fronting <laughs> noises there. Um, <laughs> yes. looks neat. Look up new Yakuza Gamescom. There you go. That's there how you, you find it. There you go. Um, but yeah, I don't. Gamescom seemed like it was fairly light on announcements compared to it's it's not E3, it's not PAX. So I guess I shouldn't be surprised. But there was some interesting things. And if you want to go through a full three hours of coverage, there are other sites that do that kind of thing. That's not us, that's an IGN thing. I don't I feel like I'm still missing something. Is there anything else that I missed, Jason? No, not the comes to mind or that I had typed out on the list. Oh. We've, I mean, we looked at uh, the Hexen game that didn't look like Hexen oh, that looked at like all. trash. Uh, we sh- we like, looked at the uh, Soul something or other, the fucking shooter that, you know... Soul Singer or Soul Slinger or whatever. Soul Slinger, yeah. That looked, that it, looked boring as hell. It did. It kind of looked like... Mm, it, did, it didn't look great. <laughs> um, the uh, uh, the cutscenes were better than the gameplay. That's that's what I'm. Uh, that's what I got. Was the cutscenes definitely looked better than the gameplay? Um, because the gameplay looked like you just had shit running towards you to shoot. Uh, uh, Homeworld was. Uh, oh, Homeworld. That yeah. was the other one. Homeworld, yeah. Homeworld three. So, yeah, that that's been announced for a while. Um, it is a four X fully three D like Starfleet Command RTX game where you are commanding a fleet. Uh, to shoot shit down and have big epic battles. And that's, at this table, that's definitely a me thing. Yeah, it definitely is. Um, and not the rest of the table. But if you are interested in it, it looks like it's Homeworld 2 with a whole bunch of better additions and better combat and better control. Um, which I've played a lot of Homeworld 2, and it even it took me several days to get to where I could play that ac- accurately. Um, pretty high learning curve, and I imagine... Hopefully, in this day and age, I've learned that having a learning curve that takes a couple days is too long. Yeah, um, there's there's a couple other things that you know that I haven't actually looked super hard into, but uh, Diablo Four did uh, did tease the next season uh, called Season of Blood. Um, so I mean, they've got some things to fix on that game, and I I think that as soon as path of exile 2 comes out it you know diablo 4 is going to die hard um just just looking at path of exile 2 and what you know what was 
what was announced at the uh, uh, at their own convention because I don't think you know grinding gears actually shows up at these uh, at these places. They don't have to because they already have their audience locked in. Right. You know they uh, <laughs> they're they're set up to actually completely fucking dominate the uh, the ARPG space when they uh, when they drop uh, Poe two. Uh, but yeah, man, it's, it's been, you know, like, you know, like, you know, Justin said, I mean, if you want, you want to check out all of the nitty gritties on all of this shit, there are places for that and we're not it, <laughs> but, uh, man, there are some things to be excited about coming down the pipe. Shit. There's, you know, there's shit to be excited about right fucking now. Yeah. And in like another week or two, we've got fucking Starfield to be really excited about too. So. Yeah, I feel like you guys for the next six weeks are going to hear a whole lot about Armored Core, our final thoughts on Baldur's Gate, and then our thoughts about Starfield as we go along, yeah. along with whatever announcements we got left for this year. But I think for today, I think we're going to call it good. And then here, when we come back in a couple of weeks, we'll have some more things to talk about I as I, I may be done with Baldur's Gate by then. We'll see. I have to go back to the Northlands and do this through the fucking internets and shit. It's been nice to be in the fucking studio, though. It really has been. Just fucking, it's been great. So, I'm going to miss it, but at least they'll be next year. Yep. Well, Jason, where can you find us? Find us at TiltCast.com. Find us on Facebook and Twitter.com slash TiltCast. Our YouTube channel is YouTube.com slash TheRealTiltCast. And search for us on iTunes and Spotify. Subscribe. Find some friends of the show. You've got For the Love of Gaming. You've got BMFCast.com, Picking Up the Pixels or Pupcast, and TVGP.TV. They talk games common with that. It's the end of the show. All right. Peace.